0: Are you looking for an athletic scholarship? You're in the right place. This is the Recruit Me Athletic Scholarship Podcast, the longest running podcast on recruiting and athletic scholarships. We're here to help your family navigate the recruiting road all the way to an athletic scholarship. He's a recruiting expert and a dad of two college athletes. He has a wealth of experience to share. Here's Recruit Me CEO, Brent Hanks. Welcome to episode 389 of the Athletic Scholarship Podcast. This week's episode breaks away from the four-part series of what a 2024 grad, a 2025 grad, and a 2026 and 27 grad should be doing here in the new year of 2024. Next week's episode, 390, will pick up the third episode in the series. Today I have a longer episode, over 30 minutes, and it is an interview with Chance Potts. Chance is a local business person and is a mental fitness trainer, and he has a business called One More Benefit. Let's jump right into the interview with Chance Potts. Chance, thank you for uh, joining the Athletic Scholarship Podcast. So uh, let's get let's get started here. Can you tell us about your personal athletic uh, background?
1: Yeah. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. My athletic background was in Springfield, Missouri. Um, young, in grade school, I was bullied. So my dad ended up putting me in boxing at the Boys and Girls Club back when they had that. And then junior high and high school um, was really football and swimming. And then I was more built for football. So football took me to... Uh, Missouri Southern on a football scholarship. I played there one year and realized that it just wasn't a fit for me. I would have loved to continue to play football, but I really had no idea how to look at other programs or look for other programs. And nobody really guided me on going to Missouri Southern. I didn't know anything about that process either. It was just the first school that offered me something from Glendale High School. So I took it. It was it a was good experience, but I learned from it. And it, was, it wasn't really where I wanted to stay. And I was fortunate that I had a second sport. So I was able to go and swim and finish my college um, degree and college career swimming for um, SMS or Missouri State at the time.
0: And what years were you at SMS?
1: Uh, let's see. I, I started there in the fall of 88 and graduated in 92. I was at Missouri Southern just one year, 80, 87, 88. So we kind of crossed
0: paths just a little bit. I was uh, at SMS from 85 to 89. So so I was yeah. uh, there, right there as you were getting started. Tell us about your family and uh, how many kids you have and kind of what their athletics uh, are and, and then maybe what they're doing now.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm married to to Sherry Spears from high school. She was a, a very good basketball player and very good in track. She was second in state and high jump and... Um, comes from uh, her and her sister Shelly. We're both phenomenal basketball players in that, you know, epic program that Kickapoo's had for many, many years. My wife and I've been together 30 years. We've raised four boys. Um, Tanner's our oldest. He's 31. We have two grand grandchildren from him that are four and uh, nine months old. And so um, Tanner's 31 and he, he graduated Nixa. He played football, basketball, baseball there, and then ended up going to Missouri Southern, ironically, for one year. He ended up having an injury his senior year, which was a torn labrum to his shoulder, but played through it and still was able to go and play one year at Missouri Southern. And then um, we had a son, Landon, who passed away, unfortunately. He was um, 17 when he passed away in an accident, but he was football and turned into rodeo. So kind of a unique um, sport for us. None of us had been really doing that, but we were very thankful he was in that community. Very good team roper. And then Reed... Who is 21 now? He's actually playing for Evangel. Um, he's been at a couple of different colleges um, out of Nixa. His senior year, he had a torn ACL and played five and a half games on a torn ACL as a quarterback there under Coach Perry's first year, and had a phenomenal experience despite that injury. But then, we you know, he's been to a few different colleges. We can talk about some if you want. But um, he's at Evangel, phenomenal fit for him, and excited about his next few years with them playing quarterback there. And then we have Cross is our youngest. He's a freshman. At Nixa right now, and he loves uh, football and boxing. So that's kind of his interest uh, right now.
0: For the people out there in the Recruit Me world, Ozark and Nixa are kind of like Duke and North Carolina, five miles apart, don't really like each other very well. Uh, but very re- respectful. You never know what's going to happen when you uh, enter a field or a court at an Ozark-Nixa uh, rivalry game.
1: Yeah, that's right. It's been fun. We've been there since 1997. You know, Sherry and I were Glendale and Kickapoo, so that was a rivalry back in in that time frame. Not that it's not now, but I do agree with you. I think Nixa and Ozarks kind of maybe taking the lead and being one of the biggest rivalries um, in the area. We've enjoyed it. Our boys have enjoyed it. They've. You know, they played competitively with uh, some of the Ozark boys in the off seasons, you know, in the travel ball. And it's kind of cool to go do that and build some camaraderie there and then go head to head and love to hate each other for, you know, a couple of hours when you're competing.
0: Tell us a chance a little bit about, though what your past businesses and what your current businesses uh, are now?
1: So most of my business for 29 years has been in the employee benefit space, really helping individuals and companies, small to mid-sized companies, you know, anywhere from two employees to 2,000 or to set up their benefits and Medicare, retirement, vacation, all of that. Really as wellness and COVID and all that has happened, there's been a huge emphasis around the wellness front and in the sports space, it led to mental performance coaching, and I've been a coach in some sense for 30 years. I've coached numerous things from from football to CrossFit to other other things, and and, so, and then coaching people in business. So, really, what it's evolved to most recently is is a new company and business that we have, which is one more benefit, and it is mental uh, fitness training in the benefit space, but really for the athletes. Coach Perry and I lead it, and it's mental performance. It's really called mental performance mastery for athletes because it's been in that space for many many years uh, but it really hasn't been offered to employees of companies i don't think ever so we've kind of taken that mental performance space in the executive celebrity athletic world and we're providing that same information to really everyday people that just want to get a little bit better every day so that's kind of where it's evolved to now
0: and we'll get uh, your contact information here toward the end. So if anybody business wise has a business, you guys can help coach or train them for mental performance. And then you're also using this uh, in the athletic setting at uh, Nixa and and probably uh, with other organizations in the area. Yeah,
1: absolutely. We we love to help both. You know, Coach Perry was the one that challenged me when I he asked me to come and coach at the varsity level with him. I'd coached youth football for many years in Nixa after my son Reed graduated. That was Perry's first year here, we got to connect and know each other really well. And he asked if I would come in and, and be a volunteer uh, coach with the varsity program. And so I've done that now for three years. And three years ago when he asked, he said, you know, this is really the biggest difference maker in sport is the mental side of the game. He's like, let's, you know, what would you think about us going and getting certified in mental performance mastery with Brian Kane's organization, and and leading our our players, the Nixa varsity team, through this? And I thought, man, I'd, I'd love to do that. So we spent some time studying that, getting certified, and 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 then as we were doing that, and we're already, you know, really leading some of these concepts with the players but as we go get certified that's just a little more of a formality and i just brought up the idea with coach perry i was like you know before we roll this out in a whole summer which is what we're going to do it was going to be a, a major program for the whole summer for our varsity players that year i was like why don't we roll it out to the parents You know, we have them a couple hours a day, but they have them a lot more than we do. And I thought, man, this could be twofold. One, for maybe great parents out there, it helps them kind of see what we're teaching the kids and we're all on the same page. And maybe they have a teenager that's struggling at a time, you know, in life and we're all on the same page on what we're trying to help them do on the field and off the field, you know, or on the court and off the court. And then on the other side, sometimes the parents are struggling as much or more than the kids. And so we thought, man, this could help the parents get better. Which, if we have a kid that you know is is doing really really well, but maybe they have parents that are struggling, we thought, man, it's just a dual benefit, and that's just life. You know, any of us could be struggling at any given time, and so we rolled it out to them. We did a six week Zoom series with the parents; it was very well received and went great. And then we did a ten week program with the athletes, and really that was the main focus was mental performance for the athletes, and just to Take our game, take each player and the whole team to the next level on the field and off the field. And from there, um, I went and piloted a six week series with a group of 12 HR professionals and five people that were specialists in the benefits field. And we did a six week series with them. And I just wanted to get their feedback from the content. I tweaked the content a little bit, just catered it more towards the workplace and life in general. And it was so well received that they were, you know, the the feedback the testimonies of what they've gone through was so positive. We're like, man, we need to do this again. So the short version is, and we can dive in it in more detail, but the short version is we did a few different um, six-week Zoom series for free um, and just kept offering this. And we had hundreds of people sign on to this. That, again, the, the feedback and the testimonies were so positive. And we're coming out of COVID. So there's all this attention to mental health, and we're not trying to be mental health experts. We're calling it mental fitness training. We're we're tackling it from the other end, not where somebody. He has a... A potential condition, or needs a you know, as a symptom, and wants a prescription or whatever. Obviously, they're going to access healthcare for that. We're we're tackling the wellness, the fitness end of like, how can we make our minds and our thoughts be better to handle adversity and the challenges that we have. And and so yeah, we're doing it with the athletes every year. We've been doing it. It's one of the differentiators in the program. Um, Coach Perry, I know, gets contacted. We've both been contacted by other coaches from other programs outside of Southwest Missouri to ask about, hey, can we give them guidance? You know, he's going to be better to give guidance on how you implement that within a high school um, setting, because he's worked in that for forever. And I'm going to be maybe a little better in how can we implement that in in a, you know, not an educational setting, but a business of, of any industry.
0: And you've mentioned Coach Perry. He's the head coach at Nixa High School. Now, uh, I came back across uh, you guys through his podcast. Uh, tell us about his podcast and you're a guest on there frequently. Yeah, I'm very
1: thankful that he had me on a couple of times. Never Stop Getting Better is a phenomenal podcast and and that's really what it's about. It's it's about helping people just get a little bit better every day, you know, and, and so he is so well connected and is such a great person. I'm a big believer time promotes or exposes. And so a lot of top um, leaders literally in the country. I mean, one of the founders of Starbucks was on his podcast, you know, Damon West, one of the top speakers across the country now. And um, it, there's been a number of big names that have come on to his podcast right out of the gate to be partnered with him in coaching the varsity football team and be partnered with him and helping people think better, whether it be athletes or, or just everyday people.
0: And I'll uh, I'll put a link for uh, his podcast into uh, to the uh, show notes for uh, this uh, episode. So we talked to a lot of uh, high school student athletes and a lot of parents. So how does mental fitness training benefit an athlete?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. You know, Brent, we uh, in a simple sense, if we compare it to getting hired for a job, oftentimes we're hired for our skills, but we're fired for our behavior. Well, same is often true when it comes to um, sport. You know, it's like we feel focus on the skills that we think we need to do to go and become better and do this. And they are extremely important. But then what knocks us off course a lot of times is our behavior. It's it's the foundation of our thinking. And as we get better and better and better, the more we are going to show up. So, you know, that's one of the things is just thinking about our skills and our behavior. They really go together. They're not meant to be separate, but I think there's so much focus on how do I get better at this skill set? We don't really focus on the mindset a whole lot. The difference between going from good to great, great to elite, or especially if you're comparing the elites, really at any level, like the elites at the high school level, club level, the college level, the professional level, you know, there's going to be elites at each of those levels, whether or not they go to the next level is up to them. But the difference in the two elite players competing against one another and who most often wins, oftentimes is the one that is mentally tougher that is mentally better probably off the court versus on the court and then you know something coach Saban talks about that I love so much is you know it's one thing to reach a level of success but it's a totally another level of success to maintain it and to maintain success we we see those who can maintain the mental capacity to maintain success and it's Those who can keep their mental toughness on and off the court, when life hits them upside the head, they don't end up um, responding poorly in a court for something they did wrong. You know, they're able to keep things together. And then when it comes to life, it's like we're all going to play sports for however long we play them. And then we have life ahead of us. Well, if all we do is identify with the physical skills of the athleticism and the sport, these are the people that you find who come out of professional sports that they totally identified with their skill set and they're being an athlete and they lose their identity and they didn't have the mental toughness, the mental capacity, the mental clarity that when they get done with sport they don't even know who they are and oftentimes these multimillionaires end up becoming bankrupt. I mean, there's stats out there people can research and see that. And we don't want that for our high school players or our college kids or our professional kids if they grow up to be that. You know, we we really want them to be able to understand that, you know, while mental performance can help you become better in your game, It's going to help you become better outside of the game. And and as they say, how we do anything is how we do everything. And what you do off the field is going to show up on the field. And the mental game is going to help you all the way around. And it's just going to be the difference maker. And I guess I would have to give coach Perry some credit, you know, initiating this with me was he said, you know, he would go back to these coach for a long, long time. And he said, the weight room was the difference, like the, the programs that had the weight room where they were getting stronger and, and, and bigger and faster. That was the difference maker in, in the high school programs, he said, and then they came around and they were, you know, building core values and programming around mission statements and things like that. And he said, The next wave or the current wave is mental performance training. That is going to be what makes a difference in these top programs. If you've got a number of programs and teams that are exceptional, well, there's always going to be things that go wrong in a game. And how do you respond when it goes wrong? Some players throw their helmet down other players just walk off and get ready for the next play. And there's a big difference there. Just benefit to kind of getting rid of some of the clutter in our minds that can mess us up on the field and gaining clarity mentally on really who we are, what our mission is here being congruent with it on the field and off the field if we want to be great we we you know those are things we need to become aware of and work towards
0: so chance give us a maybe a little example of uh, what an item or a process would be for an athlete to kind of handle a maybe a stressful situation in a game situation.
1: Yeah. So, well, specifically in a game situation, one of the things we teach is called the R factor, and that doesn't come from Coach Perry and I. Coach Perry got trained extensively by Brian Kite on the R factor and we do a complete training on it. And when athletes can learn how to respond, there's a system and a process that you can train yourself to know how to respond. And this may seem super simple. There's more to it than this, but one thing could simply be learning and training yourself to know how to pause before you actually do what you're thinking you're going to do. You know, so a ref throws a flag, and what do you do? You know, you throw your hands up, you make a comment, you say something. You know, I had one of my boys get in trouble for saying something one time at the the end of a game when a ref threw a flag, and, and here you get a penalty and you get held out of the next game because you make a comment to a ref. Well, if he had known the pause at that time and just simply paused for a second before he said anything, then that wouldn't have happened. He would have paused and would have said, Okay, no, I know better. I know what I want to say, but I'm not going to say it. I'm just going to walk off. Now, what that may require in the R factor is learning what the pre pause is, or in my son's case, the post pause. He did it. He made the mistake. He paid the price. Guess what? He ain't doing that. Again. But he had to learn that. So sometimes we have to learn from our mistakes. But the R factor, when you talk about a challenge, it's one of the courses that sessions that we lead and we we give full credit. Anytime we ever learn anything from somebody else, we're always pointing people to that resource. You know, we, we lead them in that specific thing on how to do that. But Really, before the R factor, though, if I were to say, what what are processes we need to go through to improve our mental performance so that we can improve our performance overall is becoming aware. We we can't change what we're not aware of, and awareness is a few different things, and we may not have time to get into all of them. But one is, you know, just being aware of what do you want. You know, do you even are you just playing high school sports and having fun, or do you know what you want? At what point do you know what you want? You know, do, are you going to start looking at this as a freshman, or is it like all of a sudden you wake up as a senior and I didn't have any coaches helping me. And I was raised by a single mom. And so I didn't have anybody helping me. I was clueless until my senior year. And I wake up and it's like, oh, okay. So if somebody's recruiting me. It would have been nice to have been aware of some things. And then what do I want? Who are you? From your past, your experiences, your parents, you're going to most likely duplicate what they did or how they live because that's just what you've been exposed to. What's influencing you? If you want to be this elite college athlete somewhere, but you have zero influence in your life that shows and portrays what that is, and the only thing you see is is what's on TV, man, there's a huge gap there to, to really be able to close it to figure out, okay, what do I need to do to go be there just being better than the guys on your team who maybe none of them are going to go play division one sports that's not going to be where your mindset needs to be it's got to be a different level and i'm not just promoting division one i'm just giving it as an example but becoming aware that the mental game matters you know so you need to become aware what do you want who are you and that the mental side of the game matters tremendously and then i would just say you know are, are we going to be congruent like are are you looking at your sport only when you're at practice and when you're in a game and that's when you're bringing it or are you aware of everything you do off the court or off the field matters towards this goal that you may say you have if you want to go get a scholarship at any level of a college are you aware of the impact of your grades of your character of your behavior you know of the habits you have of your social media account all these things that show who you are nonverbal and verbal you know those are all part you know becoming aware and then diving into that process of how do we get it better? And a couple of things just real quick would be like a morning ritual, a pre-practice ritual, uh, a pre-play mindset. Like before you have a play, there's so much time in football before the next play. Maybe a keystone habit, um, a mental routine when things go bad. What do you do? Where does your mindset go when you've now had three strikeouts in a row or you've now missed for some reason your great free throw shooter But you've missed three or four free throws in a row and you got to go get your mind back on track, you know, send you back to this is who I really am. Not not what I just did. There's so much that we cover, but those are a few things. It's just awareness. How do we respond to the challenges and then setting ourselves up in advance for some of these ritual or routines we can do either in advance of practice, in advance of the day or when a challenge happens?
0: As I listen, it just relates to how I look at sports and how it relates to what my business career was, and how I use sports to, you know, parlay into into a business. and And I think that's something that uh, you probably tell people and and recruit me tries to tell our student athletes and even parents. You know, sports aren't the most important thing. But it is a great avenue to learn how to handle your business as you become an adult, have a family, have a career. You're, you're just training yourself to for the next 40 years, basically, is what you're doing
1: no doubt about it. I mean I'm a huge believer in extracurricular and and I'm a big fan of sport, but I'm a fan of extracurricular and I know here the focus is sport, but for those who are in band, choir, things like that, anything that you want to do extracurricular, number 1, it's going to keep you out of trouble because you're doing something different. Two, it gives you something to grow towards and be recruited by. And I don't understand esports, but I know that's now scholarshipable, if that's a word. And so, you know, there's things out there that are outside my uh, my space, but mental performance in everything, it's in life. So, you know, recruiting is, I love what you're doing. I love what you've shared with me that you're doing and how you're doing what you're doing. Cause I've had some experience with a company that that was in that space, a little different than what you guys do. And I didn't feel like we got the value like I think we would from what you're talking about offering and helping people put themselves out there and do it. Because when you help somebody go and be recruitable and you help somebody understand that how they show up matters and that they need to be participants, you know, they need to be uh, participating in their own rescue, so to speak. You know, if they're not where they want to be, they need to participate in that, not just allow others to go, you know, their coaches or think colleges are just going to call them out out of the blue. I mean, you might be one of those few 50 athletes in your sport in the country that get that, but the majority are not. And you're helping them go out and become recruitable, not only for their sport, but for their school and for their career or even for their spouse. I mean, it all matters, but it all comes down to who are you? And are you going to be congruent with trying to be the best person you can be? You know, there, there's many great athletes out there that have had all the skill set in the world, but they don't have the mental capacity to keep their crap together. And that's what knocks them off. And then the next thing you know, they're down and out and life is struggling. They're, they're struggling financially. They've gone through multiple divorces or one or whatever, and they're, they're addicted to things and and it's just a mess. And it's like, we need to build a mental foundation. Now, I'm a person of faith. So I believe in building a a faith spiritual foundation, but we need a mental foundation that is going to sustain us through anything and the recruiting, you know, to that next chapter of whatever life is. And you and I love sports, so they've got to be recruitable and they've got to understand that the way they show up. And I, I like to think of it as a teaching young men which would be who I'd be working with or young women to show up with a confident humility to show up and participate in that process and let people know, hey, I want to go do this. I'm going to go do this and I believe you want me to come to your school, but you know, one of the biggest challenges of success is a little bit of it and I think, you know, what we can fall into a trap in high school and what I've seen and, and experienced even back when you and I were growing up is people will be successful in high school and you could probably go all the way back to youth sports and, you know, they're successful at one level and they just automatically think they're going to be successful at another level. Well, that's where the mental game really comes in, because the ones that have the mental game are the ones that are willing to fight through it to get good again. And it's the ones that are willing to, you know, as we were talking earlier, kind of sit through their sophomore, junior year when you're at a Nixer or an Ozark and it's going to take you a couple of years until you see the field or the court well wait till you're a stud in high school and you're all that all conference all everything and you go to a college and you're not even seeing the field or getting time or attention at all. You know, it's like that's a big mind shift for these young men and women to go through. We can help them. I I think you obviously, I mean, from what you've shared with me, you guys are doing, I think you're playing a part in helping them with their mindset in being aware and participating in the process to help them be successful. We all need, you know, a village around us, a few people around us to help encourage and guide us and mentor us. And and some of us didn't have that. But you know what? You and I can and other Others can go be that for people and help them, you know, get be the catalyst to kind of get to that next level.
0: I'm afraid we've just scratched the surface on some of the things that we could talk about and some of the things that you can bring to our our families here on the on the podcast. You've brought up a lot, a lot of uh, information that I don't know that I have time to do a bunch of follow up questions on. So so I'm going to cut to it. Give us maybe some tips maybe that we haven't covered. Mental training can uh can help for recruits and maybe just, again, another one, maybe in in the sport that they play?
1: You know, first thing that comes to my mind, which may be a little bit different is is the word fellowship. And I think there's a lot of attention given to leadership and it's sexy and it's on that pedestal of, I want to be a leader. To be a great leader, my question is, who are you following? At that high school level, who are, who are you following? Comparison, I know, is, is sometimes said as the thief of all joy, but but in the reality, when we're in the sports world, we're being compared, and it's part of the process of getting selected to go to that next level. And you know, are you competing against yourself, and are you competing against the level of where you're trying to play? You know, are you doing the things that you got to go do to that level? So it's like, who are you following? In general, and who are you following in your sport? And, and are you doing the things they're doing? Because you got to go do what they did to get what they have. And a lot of times I don't think a- high school athletes really know what it took or what they what they had to go do. So that's number one is kind of is the concept of followship. Number two is don't do what everybody else is doing. You know, there are very few people. Um, Do go play college sports at any level. Yeah, 7% of all high school athletes. So people will, but you cannot really afford to go do what everybody else is doing. Train excellence in the dark, man. Do, Do the things that the other people are doing that you're following when no one's watching. And the last thing I would say is just create your own luck. Be aggressive, be assertive, get out there, participate. Like what you're helping people do, you're helping people participate in their own process and show these coaches that they are in they're worth investing in. And that's the question. They they're making a big investment of time and money. And if you go and occupy a spot and quit in two weeks because you get homesick, that's not a good investment on their, you know, you weren't committed to that. You need to be The person that is going to go create your own luck, but that comes back to that word of congruence. It's like, is this really who you want to be? Don't act like you want to be a college athlete if you really don't want to go do all the work to be a college athlete. Um, Just go be the best you you want to be. But if you want to go be a college athlete, go put in the work and go communicate to the coaches and let them know you're the one they want on their team, that you're the one that's going to you're, you're you've shown that you're the one to get through adversity. You've shown the one that you're willing to work to get better continually every day and that you've done the other things right. You've got the grades. You've got the character. You don't have a lot of the thing, the baggage that coaches don't want. You know, so I just think go, go create your own luck. And I think you guys are helping in that from what I've learned from you and what you guys do. And and I'm I'm thankful to know that you guys are here in our community helping kids out.
0: That's awesome advice, and and obviously uh, you've got you've got a great athletic background. You learn from it. You've passed that along to your kids, and 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 that's kind of what we're doing too. Is we we want to pass it along to. Our kids, and then also other kids that they can benefit from from what we learn from youth sports, from junior high sports, high school sports, and then into college. And college isn't for everybody, but you only have so many, so much time to be able to play a sport. We don't want it to surprise people whenever all of a sudden that uh, clock uh, chimes and uh, it's like, okay, now I got to make a decision on whether I want to continue to play. And we don't want people to look back and say, man, I wish I would have given that a, a shot, you know, at, at at a college or or at a uh, junior college. Uh, I, I I think I told you before the uh, interview was I told my kids, if you're going to give this a shot, at least give it two years to try to show what you can do and and, and see what the benefits are. And then you can make a decision uh, what uh, what college and what training that you that you're going to have. So
1: I, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Be easy to look back and say, oh, I wish I'd gone and played at Mizzou or whatever. You know, well, clearly I wasn't good enough or they would have recruited me. But what I went through, the camaraderie, the challenge, the ability for a sport, like I came from a family that nobody had ever gone to college, so sport was what got me in and kept me in because I wanted to keep participating, so I ended up getting a college degree because of it. And there's just so many benefits, and we all we know this, and a lot of people do know this, is the benefits to sport or extracurricular are huge, and they just transfer so much to the workplace, and they transfer to the home. And and just how we, you know, when we're striving to get better at one things, we got the we got the possibility of having collateral benefit to working at getting better at other things. Why
0: don't you give us uh, how to get a hold of you with your uh, One More Benefit uh, business, uh, both, uh, you know, emails, phone numbers, if you want to give those out.
1: This has kind of outgrown our uh, technology build. So we do have a rough draft of a website out there. But right now, it's just email me at chance at onemorebenefit.com. And that's all spelled out, um, O-N-E, uh, benefit.com And then if if they want to, they're welcome to call me at, on my cell. It's 417-299-1120. And then we will probably have our website up full running here within the next 30 days so people can uh, link to that as well. And and social media is just right now I'm doing some things on uh, Facebook just on my personal page, but they would need to email me at chance at onemorebenefit.com to uh to get connected with me there for me to know that it's not a spam request on a on a friend request and then um, I'm doing some things there now that I just started this year. So I, I, and I appreciate the the promotion on that, you know, just coach Perry and I want to go help people truly think better, you know, whether they be in a sport or not, we care a lot about, you know, young athletes and the potential they have ahead of them. And I appreciate you having me on and, and spotlighting, you know, and, and referencing never Stop getting better podcasts for coach Perry and, and one more benefit in mental fitness training for us. I, I really appreciate it a lot. If you are doing something
0: and involved in something, I know it's going to be the right thing for athletes because you have had athletes go through and they've been they've been successful whenever we go and play Nixon and a lot of fun. On your uh, one more benefit uh, business, you talk to people locally. Do you also talk to people nationally?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Either one. I mean, right now, um, because of it's kind of crazy with social media and technology. Um, the footprint has gone wider than, you know, what it normally would. But yeah, we're, we talk to people locally. Coach Perry and I both have gone and talked to some local organizations, local banks, and and other businesses about um, mental performance and, and even specific topics on, uh, you know, that they might want, whether it be leadership or overcoming adversity or whatever the case may be. And then a lot of it, because of just technology, it's on Zoom because it's efficient and and easy, uh, easy to provide that way. But we're trying to keep up with just the the interest and the growth. Honestly, I mean, people are definitely wanting and needing to think better, and and it's been encouraging to know that what we offer is helping people and it's really just our experience with the wisdom and stuff we've studied from the great people out there you know it's, this is not things i created i mean it's what perry and i go and read and learn from all of the best of the best in the business of mental performance or personal growth and we share that with them right now we're doing it any way that we can and uh getting asked to to do a little do more as we go
0: reach out to a uh, chance if you want to uh pick his brain just a little bit more and uh good luck to you and coach perry at nixa except when you play ozark uh <laughs> you guys have been a little rough on us the last couple of years yeah uh, but uh it's it's always fun to uh see uh, uh see the growth of the schools and and their athletic departments along with their academics which is great in both the schools and uh, see the competition and and uh, we look forward to uh maybe you having having you on again here soon
1: absolutely love to do it man thank you i appreciate it all
0: right thanks chance Thank you to Chance for all the great information about mental fitness training and recruiting. Contact Chance at 417-299-1120 or go to his website, onemorebenefit.com. Also, you can email Chance at chance at onemorebenefit.com. You can also catch Chance on Instagram at chancepots1 and on X at chancepots. Thank you for listening to the Athletic Scholarship Podcast. And join me next Tuesday for another 15 minutes that will change your athletic scholarship future.